We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good news for Sporting KC in terms of soccer on the field this week. So, nah, whatever. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know, we're going to talk about this New England game and and the frustration that ensued and some of the interesting quotes that came out of the post game and, and and what we think it means for the rest of Sporting KC's season. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm this season is has long past lost its luster. It's uh, it's getting grim. Right, yeah. it's getting kind of bleak. It's a, it's an episode of a a, a, a non, not a, not a happy ending courtroom drama is what this no. is. It's, I mean, it's there deal. was some potentially exciting news at halftime that we'll talk about in terms of sure reinforcements that could be coming. Whether that'll fix Sporting Casey's issues this year, well, right? Probably Marinos, Johnnies, and Daniel Shallowy. Sure, that's coming back. About. Yeah, coming exactly. back, reinforced. Uh, weirdly enough, it is a center forward and a, uh, a midfielder that we'll be talking about slash yes. wingers. But we're um, also going to talk about how Daniel Shallowy single-handedly saved MLS uh, media rights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, big big news with the media rights that we'll we'll talk about here in a little bit too. That's uh, probably the biggest story of the week for the league. Uh, lots of takes from people online. Lots of exciting news. Uh, but you know. Um, but yeah, we don't uh, we don't have any new reviews to read this week. But if you have not okay, yet left us a right. five star rating and review, make sure you do so on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We appreciate it. So, uh, but yeah, man, there's a there's a lot to talk about. So let's get right to it. It was uh, it was the Pride game for Sporting KC. That was kind of sure. cool. That was Pro- exciting. A lot of people broke out uh, Pride tops, new and old. Pretty I like cool the new see. ones. I didn't buy it, but. It's uh, the issue that I have with all of these league-wide training shirts that they do, whether it be the Pride shirt or they do like the Independence Day shirt or the, the Salute to Service shirt, all that stuff, is just like they're the same for every team across the league, and that kind of takes some of the excitement away from it sure. for me. Yeah, so. and you wish you're, you know, especially when you know we have a good creative team here that mm-hmm. always come up with decent jerseys and retro jerseys galore. Um, you know, it would be cool to see what teams could have free reign on with pride tops, you know? So it feels very, uh, what, what are you, like militarized sometimes like MLS in general feels militarized. Like you have to, have you noticed like sporting's forced to tweet out on days that they don't right. even play. Uh, it's just a lot of, a lot of stipulations sometimes and pride yeah. tops can be thrown in there with that as well. It's very regimented and organized, but like it's such a because you're right. The designers for Sporting KC are so good, and you know some of the jerseys in recent years, people have had different thoughts on them. Now, part of that is because they're beholden to, again, these like strict rules that MLS puts into play of all jerseys this year have to have this 25th anniversary three stripe template on the shoulder, mm-hmm. or all jerseys have to now be within this color dark scheme and this light scheme or whatnot. So it's taken some of the creativity that sporting's had in the past away, but imagine 
what Sporting KC could do with a pride top with the history of the Kansas City Wizards and the rainbow stuff there. Like, you could do such a cool, t- like, retro tie-in that it's just, you know, unfortunately we're missing out on. Yeah, that's too bad. But it, it, it gives off a little bit of an 80s feel, this uh, this pride top does. It does. Like, every time I see it, I just want to be like, you can dance if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks uh, – but I, I saw a lot of people wearing uh, older ones too, man. Yeah. Uh, it was it was kind of neat. It's cool. So that was, uh, you know, the, the the TIFO display that the Cauldron did that they usually do for the Pride Games. Always pretty cool. So uh, enjoyed that. But um, yeah. yeah, Davey Arnault was out there getting inducted into the the Wall of Honor and signing autographs pregame. Pretty yeah. cool. Newest sporting legend. You got his autograph on a poster that looked pretty cool. I did. So. Yeah, yeah. I got a little little cardboard poster type deal. But he, uh, nice guy. I was just, I, I didn't know what to say to him. You know, I never really watched him play. I, I wanted to be like, uh, you know, Austin fans suck. Uh, you know, right? Didn't know, didn't know what to say. He coaches there, correct? Um, does he know? I don't even remember. I mean, I know. Josh no, that's Wolf Josh does. Wolf. Yeah. Who's Davey Arnold coach for? God, like, oh, I mixed them up. That's Josh he, Wolf in Austin. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is he coaching anybody right now? Well, I, I mean. Who was he coaching? Oh, he's on? no, he is an assistant for Austin FC. You're right. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. So I thought not... there was a tie there. I know some shit. But I assume he's still there. Okay. So he's an assistant with Josh Wolf. Joined him in 2020. Yeah. But uh So you could have told him, you know, Austin sucks. I could have been like, Your fans are a little rough, man. But no, you know, I was just like, Congratulations. Uh thanks for doing this, you know. Yeah, David Arnold, he's still listed there. <laughs> assistant coach. Yeah. So no, that's cool. cool. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, he got inducted. That was very cool. So again, all the exciting stuff happened either before the game or after the game because then they had their uh, autograph session for season ticket members after the game, which I know you uh, you enjoyed. Yeah, that but was cool. um, we'll we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But let's talk about this game as much as I don't really want to. But there were oh, some boy. good things to come out of this. There um, was the weirdest thing about this game is the lineup when it came out you know they always sporting always tweets out like the list lineup without the formation so you're looking at this and you're like ah this okay given that's the fun though you get to make it up in your head you're like right. Ooh, uh, let me play it's like a puzzle let me play somewhere i think they're gonna go <laughs> well <laughs> and then there's no number nine and you're like this is a wrong puzzle yeah i'm missing a piece they gave me an extra midfielder um <laughs> But we all look at it, and, and we're, we're looking at who's there, and we're assuming, okay, Johnny Russell, Falls 9, that's what it's been. Remy Voltaire and, and Cam Duke on the wings, Felipe, Roger, Uri in the midfield, etc. And then the lineup graphic comes out a few minutes before the game, and I did a double take, and I was like, this surely this has to be wrong. There's no way that Felipe Hernandez is the one playing the False 9 up top. But wouldn't you know it, Felipe Hernandez was playing a False 9 up top for the first, oh gosh, what was it? 20 some odd minutes it felt like 23 no 33 minutes uh basically is is what he was playing false nine and i don't know what your thoughts were i didn't think it was terrible i thought he did kind of okay yeah not terrible um you know the the game in general man it was a hot one for sure and uh you know try not to use that as a excuse because despite it being warm we had cloud cover the whole game Right. Like the whole game. So there's really nothing like we shouldn't be bitching about this because it could be way worse. Um, But still, that humidity gets you. I think it was like I think the the turf that the field was slick, too, because people kept kind of slipping and falling down. And I'm like, is that humidity? Is it over overly watered? What is that? I don't know. There was definitely some riders slipped at one point. Um, Yeah, it was weird. I've also never seen a game where they did two hydration breaks in each half in each half i was like what is this freaking sixth grade (laughs) like they're fine they get it in 30 minutes like it wasn't even any hotter than it's been like it was 81 degrees by the way before the sun came out right the sun came out during the autograph session it's like give us autograph session water breaks that's probably what the freaking (laughs) players wanted but i bet the ref was just like i'm feeling out of shape lately i need water breaks right that's what we we don't by the way in rec soccer one time we don't get water breaks and the ref called for a water break it was like 78 degrees and i go 
what you need some water and, and he goes well the, the other team's down a man i'm like it's not our problem that's not how this works <laughs> i don't get the problem like right. what's going that's on where here? we take advantage of this situation but yeah it felt weird it definitely slowed the game down i don't know if maybe the teams agreed to it before the game started no i, I don't know i don't think so because the first time it happened at the 15 minute mark bruce arena threw his hands up and was like what are we doing really why are we doing this and oh then my after the game i asked graham zussi about it and he was like i don't know why we did that i didn't want to do that heat's part of the game i wanted to take advantage of it we're used to playing in this heat new england's not i was about to yeah. throw the ball in, in the 75th minute and keep pushing and then they call for the water break they shouldn't have done it i wanted to keep using it to our advantage we were gonna get water in 15 minutes we would have been fine now where's the explanation is there some new pro rule that if it's like over 80 degrees they need to do that or something because that's 80 degrees very uh, uh reasonable climate for a sports game you know yeah i i don't really know what happened there i don't know if that was a chris penso decision on his own i i, I don't really know i've never seen i've been to much it was a warm game i've been to much warmer teams all across the league have played in much warmer climates well i've never know... seen two hydration breaks in well, each half the, the, there's no use if uh, for Daniel Sperry to go like ask the pool referee reporter guy because every time that happens, the referee that they they answer it they're like, well the the main re- the, you know head referee deemed it necessary to take a hydration break and it's like yeah we get that right why thank you for just restating the question in the form of a sentence right like don't you just want to slap that person it's like <laughs> what this isn't a spelling bee bro we're not yeah. asking you to use it in a sentence like. Tell us something. The worst is the VAR questions when they're like, why did the VAR decide that there wasn't anything worth signaling down to the referee? Yeah. And the answer's like, because the VAR decided there wasn't anything worth signaling down to the referee. And you're like, yeah, thank you. It's like, because, because I know you are, but what am I, you know, right. <laughs> because that's like yeah. their answer because he uh, did. It's so frustrating. But anyways, we'll never get an answer on this. We won't no, know. We won't. But Felipe for the first 33 minutes did fine. Now, Remy Voltaire, got injured he got actually injured a little earlier in the game and and looked like it was um it should have been i'm trying to remember exactly when it was there wasn't a foul called or a card given like it was was a pretty bad foul and he he laid there for a bit got up was clearly limping around um and then you know 10 minutes later so just couldn't keep going so uh peter brought Kyrie in in the 35th minute which was uh, much earlier than Peter wanted to. He didn't want to bring him in before halftime at, at the earliest. And so when Kyrie came in, Felipe dropped back to the midfield. Kyrie stayed up top. Um, Kyrie had some moments. He, he maybe missed a potential header that if he laid out for, he might have been able to get to from a Johnny Russell cross. That was kind of a bummer. I felt yeah. like that was a missed opportunity. Um, there was another moment you know, toward the end of the first half where he kind of got pulled on a breakaway by Omar Gonzalez, and he kind of stopped, and he turned around and started yelling at Penso. I'm not entirely unconvinced that if Kyrie keeps running, he doesn't still get to that ball and, and have nothing but green space in front of him, but mm-hmm. clearly he was pissed. So well, he is. He is mad because he does get pulled, man, and it, it he got pulled many more times, and you know it was only really called once when mm-hmm. he earned Johnny's free kick, you know, and it's it's gotta be it's gotta be getting pretty frustrating for the man like everyone rags on Kyrie, but it's like dude he's not getting calls and it's like he needs to try something new so maybe that's why he turns around and tries to get that call yeah he's definitely frustrated i asked him about it after the game because peter was pretty pissed about the lack of call uh lack of uh foul call in the 86th minute that uh, led to the eventual winning goal which we'll talk about here in a little bit but Kyrie said um about the Omar Gonzalez foul. If Omar Gonzalez doesn't pull me there, I'm gone. I'm in on goal. There's an opportunity loss. That frustration builds. Penso called one, which I was happy for, but I was still in his ear letting him know. And then on the 86-minute foul, Kari said, I was fouled. Hopefully the league fixes it. It's a continuous thing. I get fouled all the time and they don't call it. I don't care if I'm big. I get fouled a lot. They need to start calling that stuff. So he knows and he's pissed. Yeah, of course. And I don't blame him. Now, so. it's, it's, I don't know, Peter thinks like, yes, we, we go and get a point if that foul is called. And it's like, I, okay, you can't say that because like, you don't know, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man, like we're making excuses because we're putting ourselves in holes 
that are difficult to get out of. You know, yeah. we're giving up goals where like the ball bounces around in the box a few times mm-hmm. and then gets hammered home. You know, that their 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 goal to go up was not a great shot. It was like a, a ricochet, like a deflection, you know, and yeah. it gets yeah. hammered home. So it's just so stupid. So stupid. Well, even the first goal in the thirtieth minute, um this is the goal that ultimately led to a double switch at center back at halftime, which you don't usually see, but Peter's um, mad, dude. Gustavo Bo sort of gets in behind Courtney Ford and in front of Robert Volader. And, and Volader's sort of, like running a freaking out route. He's like, I don't, I can't track this guy. And then he lost him. Right. Volader looked like he was the wide receiver trying to lose the defensive back of Gustavo Bo, yeah. which like, you know, role reversal. Courtney Ford was way off to one side and it's just sort of a, a, a high floating chip and it felt like it happened in slow motion Gustavo Bo just had like all day in the box to basically gather himself and turn around and hit this open shot on Tim Melia and between Volader and, and, and Ford it just was entirely misplayed and shouldn't have ever happened and yeah Peter said in, in the post-game press conference when he was asked about it um he basically said, I didn't like that the way the goal got scored in the first half, and I also didn't like the way we were coming out of the back with the ball. Uh, and he, he thought that Fontos and Isi did a really good job. So expect to see Fontos and Isi be the starting center back combo next game. Yo, that's not – you're right, though. That's not something you see. You don't see two – both your center backs coming out at halftime. But I, I wondered, man, when you saw Fontos out there while everyone else is in the locker room and he's out there warming up and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, is something happening right now? This is weird. Yeah, and, you know, I get it. They just lost and everything, too. But after the game, Courtney Ford didn't seem happy. (laughs) Did you talk to him? No, I didn't talk to him. But I I heard some things, and and he didn't seem happy. He wasn't directly saying anything about Peter or the decision. But, like, he just wanted to get to the autograph thing and get out of there and be done. Like, he didn't even really want to do that. (laughs) He faked it pretty well at autographs. He was all smiles, dude. Seemed to be having a good time. Uh, And it wasn't like, if it was fake smiles, then he's pretty good at it. Because it didn't look fake. Yeah, I mean, he's a generally jovial person, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. This is a businessman. Yeah. This isn't yeah. their life. I mean, it is their life, but it's not like, you know, they, you can't dwell on shit. It's like, we got to go meet fans. They're actually here to see us and uh, surprisingly still want to be here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, these are the real ones is what they're thinking, you know? Right. After that performance, you know. Sure. Which wasn't all bad. Uh, it did suck that two minutes into the second half this time we didn't give up a goal but two minutes into the second half Uri Rosell he's starting to get beat by Carlos Seal he sort of tackles from behind it's his second yellow card that goes to a red card obviously Sporting KC are now down a man it's a tackle deserving of a red card or a yellow card I, I I mean some people have said that there's no consistency I mean he scissored up Carlos Seal you know right around his ankle and it uh it's it's deserving of a yellow you can't do that don't put yourself in that position exactly i mean when you're on a yellow as well to go into to to a dangerous tackle it's like dude when you're i don't know why why should have subbed him out you know what i mean don't you usually sub out important players who have yellows you did it with fontas he was grabbing no sorry who had a yellow courtney ford right yeah yeah this game didn't we have a center back that had a yellow uh in the first yeah courtney ford yeah, Courtney Ford. So then, mm-hmm. there you go. Set him down. Because do you really want to lose a center back in the second half? Not really. No. So why didn't we take uh, Russell out? Just really no, no one to play the position? There's no other number six. That's been a frustration of mine since the offseason. When Buzio yeah. left and we didn't re-sign Ilya, what yeah. was the most important position for me to sign out of any position in, on the entire team was number six. We didn't. I mean, we got Russell, but like... Early Rossell in the year of our Lord 2022 cannot be your starting number six if you want to compete for MLS Cup. It's rough, man. Because even that, like when he, uh, remember when he gave up that PK in mm-hmm. the past game? Mm-hmm. Like he made such a great freaking save. Like, oh my God, sliding save. Uh, and then it just erased right. because he <laughs> took him down. I like Uri. He's done <laughs> a lot of good things for the club over the years. I just, he doesn't seem up to being the starting six anymore especially for 
the style of play that we're playing right now. He he was good for it at one point, but yeah. he just was getting beat all day. It felt like he was constantly running behind people and pulling at them, which is how he got his first yellow and and trying to you know slide from behind. And, and you got to time those perfectly. And sometimes he can do it, and then sometimes you get a red card, and that's bad. It's rough. Well, he he was out there signing, man. Hell, Remy Voltaire was out there signing in a freaking boot. You know, it's uh, right. pretty crazy. Now, Sporting, to their credit. Three minutes after Uri's red card, Kyrie draws a foul. It's one of the few times Chris Penso called a foul on Kyrie Shelton, or that he he drew just outside the box. This is setting up for a dangerous set piece. Johnny Russell steps up over it, looks at it, and at this point you're thinking, okay, we're down a man. Set pieces are maybe one of the only ways weird things can happen, and you get a goal The back. only way we're going to win this game is through a set piece or a PK, right? Right. That's what you're thinking. Johnny Russell fires one of the more perfect free kicks i've seen in a long time this thing was directly over the wall curving into the top right corner there's just simply no way petrovic can get to this ball and suddenly it's 1-1 and sporting down a player ran to grab the ball from the the net and suddenly it felt like for the next 25 minutes sporting kc were the team that was up a man we were fired up and we and then then when possession shifted back to them though you were like oh oh yeah we are down a man but like that free kick though we're not talking about that enough because the margin for error like goalkeeper should have saved that every time but he couldn't because Johnny hit it in the little bitty slot where he couldn't reach like any other any other part of that goal he had covered mm-hmm. but Johnny slots it in dude like a freaking putt with a little bitty golf cup it just goes right in there it was insane a lot of fun to watch but after that free kick goal possession was about split 50 50 and there was a five minute period in there where sporting kc had possession 84 percent of the time down a man they were firing it in on goal they were looking there was a period of time there where i genuinely thought sporting might go ahead down a man and that's insane then Mm -hmm the water break happens in the 75th minute and that just kind of and i think this is what zussi was pissed about that yeah. kind of just threw off everything and it's peter just, didn't talk about that at all did he no no and nobody nobody asked him maybe i should have but the water because well, as fans and media we'd like to know mm-hmm. like is that a thing we should expect moving forward uh in the season or what right and so 86 minute Kyrie gets fouled New England gets the ball going the other way. Um, Gustavo Bo has the ball around the box. He fires one off on Melia. Melia kind of spills it. Can't quite get there. Boateng gets the rebound. Melia gets a hand to it but can't stop it. It goes in the back of the net. And at that point, you kind of knew. 2-1. That's it. So Pretty bad deal. Too little, too late. Uh, Johnny Russell has to be getting a sore back and just tired of trying to do this on his own. Right. It's got to be frustrating. Yeah. No, it has to be super frustrating. Uh, he was very somber and, uh, you know, melancholy afterwards in his uh, quotes. He was. He, you know, he talked about how, yeah, it was good to see the fight and the guys after, you know, the red card and, and his goal and whatnot. But he, not just in his quotes, like his demeanor, his tone, his his just whole vibe that he had going on after the game, you could tell that he just he was just sad it it was the most down i've ever heard johnny after a game i said on twitter and and part of his quote was it's the same old story i don't know it's just getting to the point where i don't really know what to say anymore we're putting us in a difficult situation and we're not making it easier for ourselves to get out of it and and i mean there's only so many things he can say over and over again before he's just saying the same things and i think that's why he's like this just really sucks Well, and from an organization standpoint, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're mathematically out of the playoffs because now you're going to play a bunch of young guys. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to go ahead and rest your guys up, get them the treatment they need to be ready for next year because there's no hope. You're going to lose fans. You're going to lose attendance at games. It's going to be rough. Resale ticket value is not going to be there because people aren't going to want to buy them. And I really hope it doesn't come down to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, now, we'll I, still be there. Yeah, I'm, and and look, the games are still fun. They're saying that the average attendance up to this point has been just you know just under nineteen thousand. I'm not sure that 
that's actually accurate in terms of people who have shown up on a per game basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the team's still fighting. At least some of them are. Um, Taylor Twelman broke the news at halftime that Sporting KC are looking to sign two new attacking pieces. Eric Tommy from the Bundesliga. Huh? Oh, sorry. Why would he break it at halftime? To make you watch the halftime show. Oh, okay. Because he was on the broadcast. Yeah, it was John Champion and Taylor Twelman. Oh. It was an ESPN broadcast, and so they I were... thought he was just trying to steal clout no. on Twitter no. and be like, "I got news. Tune in here at halftime." No, he was the color gotcha. guy on the broadcast, so they okay. stuck around for the halftime announcement. And Eric Tommy, uh, a winger slash midfielder from the Bundesliga, uh, who plays for Stuttgart, and then William Agata, uh, who's from uh, the Israeli league, who they said on. ESPN and Transfer Market says has five goals in league play this year. Um, I had someone tweet at me uh, with his stats from the Israeli Football Association that says he has eight goals in league play this year uh, with three uh, outside of league play, so 11 goals total. So, hey, that's great. Um, What's his name? William Agata, 22-year-old center forward from Nigeria. And then uh, Eric Tommy is a 27-year-old, I believe, winger from uh, the Bundesliga, plays for Stuttgart. So um, these are a couple of attackers that could come in and provide much-needed reinforcements for uh, Sporting Kansas City. Now, um, what Twelman said, this was on Sunday, so we'll see. And we're recording this for full transparency on Tuesday night, so if they announce something before we release this, which they probably will later tonight... Uh, but uh, he says they will announce two signed players over the next, I'd say, 48 to 72 hours. They are waiting on their medicals. I asked Peter Vermees to comment on this, but he did not give it to me. But the comments I got, the confirmation are from the European scouts. William Agata is a Nigerian center forward, a big target. Uh, he's dynamic running into the corners. And Eric Tommy is a German Bundesliga player, a big TAM signing. This is where it gets interesting. Tolman said, this is less about 2022 and more about 2023, when Pulido's mm. back, Kinda's back, you have Johnny Russell running off of that. Tommy's a dynamic player. He can play on both sides and can play through the middle. So, that's an interesting tidbit if it comes true. So, not exactly focused on this year, but, you know, if they can help this year, sure. But, right. Uh, it can't hurt this year. What, what are you going to get yeah. worse than last? <laughs> Literally nowhere to go but up. So, you know, and I'm and I'm still having fun at the games. It, it I like watching it unfold, and I just I hate the, I hate the end result. I really do as a fan, but it, uh, it is what it is, man. Yeah, it 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 sucks. Um, you know, sporting travel to Nashville now, and you know we lost to Nashville earlier in the year, one to two, and you know Nashville is a, a team that, um, has been pretty decent, um. They have a relatively stout defense. They're above the playoff line right now. Uh, they've only allowed 16 goals on the year. So this is a hard game. This is a really hard game. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there. So you'll be our on-the-ground reporter. Yeah, but... it won't be good, I'm sure. But uh should be fun. I'm not expecting anything out of this game, unfortunately. Uh, but it is what it is. So Yeah. But... You know, look, after the game, even if they weren't in a great mood, they had this season ticket member signing event that you went to. And mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. a season ticket member, obviously, because I'm in the press box, but you were there. Sounds like it was a cool event. A lot of people there, and they made us have wristbands this time. I think previous years, they didn't really do the wristband thing. It was kind of an honor system, and mm-hmm. everyone just ended up showing up, and it was too many people and a clusterfuck, because you had to reserve this ahead of time. Like you right. had to get on SeatGeek and claim your ticket, so to speak. Hmm. So but it was cool, man. I, I made out like a bandit with fifteen <laughs> with fifteen signatures. Okay. And and by the way, people know us, or at least they know me, because I was approached, dude. Like That's crazy. Four different times. Um, love love the podcast. Oh my gosh, hey, Coos. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how do you 
one person i'm not even sure like looked at me they were in front of me and i think they maybe heard my voice now i know i have a distinct way of talking i've been asked like are you from california are you from texas and i'm like those are two outrageously different areas right but i could see how you think that <laughs> weirdly both accents kind of fit <laughs> weirdly i got that cali swag with a little bit of country in there i really don't know how that works but uh it was cool man and i try to tell you know say uh oh yeah i also was wearing like pink headband so maybe that's a giveaway wearing mm -hmm. the big sunglasses i have on my profile picture long hair anyways i like to be seen the giant sign you were wearing above your head with an arrow pointing down that said i am daniel kuzer exactly a, bit of a giveaway but pink jordans i like to be seen <laughs> it's all good but i try to give a little bit of positivity to every single player i spoke to like uh voinovich i thanked him for coming on no other pot mm -hmm. not sure he knew who i was so <laughs> was like what's that He's like, I've already forgotten that. Is that a, is that a show? Should right. I watch that on HBO primetime? Uh, you know, Jake Davis. I said, hey, man, looking forward to seeing more of you in the future. And he's like, I hope so. And I'm like, look, look at this. Look at me and Jake, Jake Davis being best friends. Best friends. Uh, ben Sweat. I was like, hey, man, it's been really cool to see you come back from your, your injury. And he's like, ah, oh, it's been really hard. I appreciate that. Uh, and he, he signs my thing. And then he signs... <laughs> made me laugh so hard he signed they have these stack of cards and he signs one of those he's like here's take one of those too and i'm like i didn't i don't need that like i don't need <laughs> you're like i don't I need another one don't want it yeah so <laughs> marissa took it and she's like i don't know and she's like maybe he gets to leave when he's out of cards <laughs> that's probably he's just passing them out to everybody multiple. Right? yeah and then i had my fontas jersey on so i had to go show fontas i was like hey man i got your juneteenth signed jersey on right now and he was like oh my gosh He's like, that's very cool. And I'm like, yeah, man. And we we bumped it. We bumped it out. And we're like best friends now, too. By bumped uh, it out, you mean fist bump. Fist bumped. What, could, what's that? I don't know. I mean, you bump it out could mean something else. I don't know. That could mean sex. I did not bang Andrea <laughs> Fontas. I will say that right now. Okay. Just uh, so we're clear. Well, or Russell, Uh Maybe not the best time to talk to him. But, uh, of course, I was like, hey, still fired up, man? And he's like. Very fired up. I was like, all right, take it easy. <laughs> Please don't tackle me. <laughs> but I told Felipe, I was like, hey, man, you're, you're the hardest working guy out here, man. Love love watching you play. So, And that might be an accurate statement. He might be the hardest worker on the field. I do like Felipe. Yeah. Now, I didn't talk to a lot of the main guys because, as you can tell, I went for quantity over quality. But even, <laughs> dude, I'm talking, I got easy. I, I, go. I spoke to Logan and Dinbe. There you go. Uh, uh, John Polskamp. Ready for this? I got the down, I got the scoop for you. I said, uh, "Hey, so you are are you the U.S. Open Cup goalkeeper now?" And he uh, he puts his head down and shakes his head. He goes, "I'll see you next Wednesday." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fair enough." <laughs> oh, hilarious! Yeah, so it was a good time. Glad they did that. Uh, it was getting hot. We we're mm -hmm. getting hungry. Otherwise, we probably could have, you know, got Courtney Ford, Kyrie Shelton, Johnny's line, and Polito's line was getting shorter. Yeah. Uh, we left. Marissa, my wife, she's like, we should have stayed and got Polito. And I said, you said you were motherfucking hungry. We left for you. <laughs> she's like, I know, I'm sorry. Uh, well, maybe in the future. Hopefully next year when he is not yeah. injured. Cool event, though. And if anyone from sporting listens to this, which some, some days I hope they don't, uh, you know, <laughs> this was a great. Shout out to uh, Jacob Peterson. We know you're there. Thank you. Jacob Peterson, love you, dog this was a great event that was put on man. And despite the losing game, it seemed like a very positive atmosphere. I mean, people didn't have to show up. They could have been like, nah, fuck this shit. I don't want to, I don't want to get these losers to sign my merch. You know, no, well, that's like the that. thing that I appreciate about SK. I mean, there's frustration amongst the fan base. Obviously we know that. I think sometimes it's exacerbated within the Twitter echo chamber or the comments mm -hmm. echo chamber. I don't think that the toxicity among the fan base is as bad as, you know, Twitter or Cauldron Facebook or, or yeah. the comment sections on websites have you think. Um, I think for the most part, fans out there, ourselves included, even if we're frustrated with the results in the field, nobody's more frustrated than the team is. Nobody's more frustrated than Peter is. And we can yeah. all appreciate that these guys aren't out there doing anything other than trying their best to put a good product on the field and win games. And you know what? I'm not... And again, sometimes I feel like people think I'm just like a mouthpiece for the club. I'm not sitting here trying to make excuses or whatnot. There sure. are things that could be done better. There are roster construction questions you can ask. I still want to see a number six come in the mid-season transfer window and hopefully 
provide some competition there at that position, especially if Remy's going to be out for a little while. Yeah. But the players and the staff care about the club just as much as we do. And I think sometimes people lose sight of that. Well, two more things I just thought about. Uh, Ozzy Cisneros had like two people in line for him. And I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, fuck this, man. I'm going over to see Ozzy. And I said, I said, Ozzy, why are you looking all lonely over here, man? I was like, thanks for signing, brother. And and then Caden Pierre, probably the happiest guy out there, despite the scorching heat, because the sun came out, by the way, mm-hmm. when it was autograph time. So it was like, wow, fuck this shit. And <laughs> I go, Caden, are you hot out here, man? And he just goes, I think you know the answer to that. And I go, I go, well, that's because you're too damn fast out there on the field. I said, that's what it's about, man. He's like, you know it. I was like, oh, you know you're fast. All right. He is fast. I like the flashes we've seen from Caden Pierre. Absolutely. And we didn't even talk about my dog, Graham Zussi, being back out there. He's getting the start, dude. People don't understand. Zussi is freaking ageless, man. He's ageless. He said he felt good. You know, he was frustrated with some of the calls after the game, too. But, you know, there are some positives to take. You know, when I I, I was talking to him a little after the game, and I was like, you know, there was a period of time where you guys looked like you might have actually been the ones who were up a man. And he was like, definitely. Like he was like yeah. excited about like we had our opportunities. We just you know, and and, and he was, I could tell he was so bothered by that water break. He was oh. just like, they 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 blow the whistle right as I'm about to put the ball back into play, and we're on the front foot. And so, um, this would have been the week to have Zussi on the podcast, man. He would have been freaking fired up. I think I'd love a fired up Zussi. Fired fired up Zussi. I'd love that because he seems so soft spoken sometimes, and you think like maybe he's very passive, very. Uh, very Buddhist, if you will. You know what I mean? I think Zussi and I think Beasler was this way too. I think they both have a lot of passion and they care quite a bit and they've been around long enough to know how to not say anything to the media. They have a lot of media training is what you're saying. When yeah. you're in the game this long, you know what the fuck to shut your mouth about. Right. <laughs> right. So true, man. I I couldn't do it. I couldn't be in sports or politics because I'm going to I'm going to flap my gums. I'm going to offend someone. It's just, I'm too emotional. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, NFL press conferences are the worst because you, you, yeah. you can, you can always, you know, figure out exactly what someone's going to say in a, in a post game. Occasionally you get someone like Marshawn Lynch or whatever, who might be a little bit more sure. interesting. Uh, but like, you know, or Tyree kill and, doing his bullshit right well, now. God knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Tua out there being more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Okay, Tyreek, have fun with that. All right, have um, fun. Not sure what uh, is in the water in Miami. <laughs> but they'll be like, you know, uh, hey, uh, Patrick, you know, it was a great game today, you know, close one. You know, what do you think, uh, what are your thoughts on the game out there? And, and, and what do you think you got to do better next time? Oh, you know, it's just uh, we got to keep working and grinding, you know, put our nose down to the grindstone and, and just keep chopping wood. It's like all these weird metaphors that like don't mean anything. And you're like, he's like, I'm just a man. I put my pants on one leg at a time. Like the rest of you, it's a team game. <laughs> and I just, you know, listen to coach Reed and, and we just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and, and pants on one leg at a time. And it's like, and we... Jesus, give it up to Jesus, <laughs> you know, um, the, you know, it's just, it drives me crazy. It's actually, it's hilarious on, uh, the Dan Lebetard show, which is a podcast that, by the way, shout out to our boys, the Cooligans, who are now part of the mm-hmm. Dan Lebetard media empire, which is a mm-hmm. huge deal. Um, but during football season on the Lebetard show, they do what they call the useless sound montage, where they make one of their <laughs> producers literally sit through hours of NFL press conferences. And then they just put together like a three minute montage of coaches and players just being like, we just got, just got to keep chopping wood. You know, we just got to put our nose to the grindstone and we, you know, we just got to <laughs> work hard and stick water. to the game plan and, and, you know, glory to God, but you know, the, 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 glory it's not about, God. it's not about what, you know, who plays better. It's about who scores more points. That's how you win games. And it's like, thank you. <laughs> we, we, we lived, you got to play the game, you know, right. you know, one team scores more, one team scores less. That's how you win. That's how you lose. And it's like, thank you for this. You play, you play to win. <laughs> So I just, Oh my gosh. Do you see the f- there was a field out there? We played on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't blame Zeus and, and bees for, for being that way, but uh, no, I get that. But if we could get Zeus, if we could have a Zeusy unfiltered podcast, that'd be oh, wonderful. Be and if we could days. do that in person and like pet his dog, that'd be cool too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if we could just have yeah, dogs, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be very cool. Um, 
But yeah, man, I'll, uh, hey, shout out to Christian and Alexis from the Cooligans. That's really cool. We'd yeah. love to get them on to talk about this sometime. I but... spoke to them both last week, man, and it uh, there is something in the works to get them both on here. Because if you'll remember, I had Christian on by myself. Mm-hmm. You did? And we had Alexis on when his wife, Army, crawled uh, past his laptop camera. And yep. we weren't, I don't even, were we recording or no? I, we might have been rec- i don't remember all i know is because we laughed really hard <laughs> and he's like she's just she's behind me like army crawling <laughs> oh it's hilarious. that new york apartment life right there <laughs> yeah they're gonna be great they are gonna fit in so well to the levitard vibe i don't know if you've ever listened to it but like their mm-hmm. brand of like sports plus comedy is is exactly what they go for in the levitard show which is why i like levitard so much but it's a big glow up man they're uh that's awesome you know, rags to riches story so we'll, we'll get them walls both on doing stuff and... there too with levitard so i mean there's they're building a whole little soccer empire so all right pretty cool well i hope you didn't want to talk because if they're on here they will uh they will take over i don't know if you know that but they do this for a living <laughs> that's this fine. is their job it's like having uh if we had hartzell on or, or nate bucati like right this is their show now <laughs> maybe when christian's on he and i can commiserate a little bit about being everton fans and and what it was like to almost watch our team get relegated and you know alexis i'm pretty sure is an arsenal fan so you know he uh well he I at least can you, make we, fun of us even if other teams are making fun of arsenal right now so we we've always tried to emulate that similar dynamic and uh you know christian there is kind of the you and alexis mm-hmm. is kind of the the me you know so it's the say anything that comes to his mind unfiltered That'd be fun. Maybe we could do like a, a fam- family feud type deal or something. Uh, you know? That'd be fun. Newlywed uh, game. They'd newlywed want. game. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, shout out to them. So, but look, do you, let's get to some of the Sporting KC questions on here because I know there's a lot and then there's there's some other. We got a lot? You literally just asked. I did. I might a lot. I mean, there's like seven. You got seven in that, like 20 that's minutes. That's a lot for you doing it like half an hour ago. <laughs> Immediately as we're about to start recording. Um. Let's see. Kev Mendo says, uh, no Uri this week, uh, no Remy for who knows how long. Maybe Janice's voodoo magic to crack the starting 11 might have worked after all. Uh-oh. So, hey, mean... that's fun. <laughs> no, that could be cool. And I I, I told, told Uri, I was like, oh, I'll be in Nashville. I don't suppose I'll see you there. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, asshole. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something in, in uh, Spanish. I don't know. I didn't catch it. But it's uh yeah, dude. I'm down to see Johnny's get a get a start. That'd be great. I mean, he played for for Cyprus. I think you know he he's coming back. He and Shallow are going to be back. We desperately need some people uh, across the front line. So he did play four games. So I mean, that's that could be maybe if maybe he's tired or maybe he's in form and ready to rock. Who knows? We'll see. So there you go. Uh, Anthony four Martinez games. says we are officially doomed in the midfield. Oh boy, Voltaire oh boy. out for a bit, most likely, and. Uri just sucks. A six is the most urgent here, IMO. So All right. Jake well, Davis, here we go. I mean, we do need a six. Jake can be a little reckless at times, too. Like, he, okay. he, he flies around. I just, nothing against Jake, nothing against Uri. I just, I agree. A six is what I've wanted. I'd love to see, just even if it's from within MLS, find somebody, bring them in who just can can be in there and, and, and give us at least competition to push Uri. Cause right now there's just not a lot right there. We know that Peter doesn't like Voltaire playing at the six. He's injured anyway. So it's kind of been an issue, but, yeah. um, or Roger goes back there. You know, it is what it is. Jake Davis takes Roger's spot. Roger goes to the six. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, Scott Armstrong says your thoughts on this gem from Charlie Bohm's article. I've never been a quote fire from non-thinker, but from the beginning, we knew the personnel was too old and too slow. For example, jettisoning Lindsay, jettisoning Lindsay and the faith in Uri as if he was 2013 Roselle is perplexing at best. And he highlights a quote from uh, the, the Charles Baum article on MLSsoccer.com that says, Sporting have fielded seven of the ten oldest starting lineups in MLS so far this season, and mobility has been an issue in key areas of the pitch. Um, really cool stat. <laughs> it's it's wonderful now i don't actually think trading jalen Lindsay is i i get what he's trying to say i don't think that's the best example because the money that was offered for jalen Lindsay was too good to pass up and also jalen Lindsay wanted to go back home to north carolina yeah for sure but there's more at play there Uri, again we've talked about it 
You know my thoughts on the six situation. Um, but Scott goes on to say, when other teams suffer injuries, they play their kids by necessity. When it happens to us, we somehow set records for oldest 11 in MLS. <laughs> Which, kind of true, but also, like, some of the places where we really need subs, we just don't have people. Like, we yeah. don't have attackers, so we, we there's nobody that can that can go in those spots. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I get the, the playing the kids thing, but Peter also, in this article, which I thought was really interesting, talked about the disadvantage Sporting KC is in terms of homegrown territory. He wants the league to open it up. And he said there are about 11 teams in the league that agree with me, and there's another 11 or so that are like, no, keep it the way it is. But Peter wants to be able to go to the coasts and poach people for the academy and just get rid of homegrown territories altogether. Oh, wow. Which, if you look at some of our best players, Buzio, Jalen Lindsay, Shallowy, those weren't homegrowns that came from the Midwest. True. I'm not saying it can't happen. EPB came from the Midwest, but it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder. And the, uh, yeah. And who was, uh, oh man, who who was our? We had a backup striker that we that we moved. Uh, he's from California. He's in USL now. Um, what am I thinking about? He had pretty good hair. God dang it. A homegrown. I don't remember. Let's not let's not worry about that. Wilson Harris. Yep, Wilson Harris. There it is. Was he? He wasn't homegrown, was he? He was a homegrown or academy was he? kid. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, it'd uh, be nice to have a Wilson Harris right now, don't you think? Maybe uh, he'd get a lot of playing time. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Um, it. He was with SKC for a year after signing his pro contract, and then they moved on from him. So clearly, they didn't see what they wanted to. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. Um, let's see here. We got a couple of questions about transfers. Andrew Harris asked, will they be active in the transfer window? Clearly, Andrew was not watching Taylor Twelman at halftime. Because, yes, it sounds like we will be. But uh, let's see here. We have Connor Bateman who said, uh, with the additions Twelman spoke of, if they are confirmed, does it seem like Shallowy may not be back for 2023 and beyond? Now that's an interesting point because he's not under contract after this year. He's not. Um, I think if he starts, you know, banging in some goals, maybe, you know, maybe he is here. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I think obviously Peter would like to have him back, but if they bring in a Tam winger, that suddenly puts the pressure a little bit more on Shallowy to be like, hey, you better perform because if not, we got this dude coming from the Bundesliga who can slot right in there. It's in the wings, yeah. But I mean, I I hope, I hope maybe they get something done because Daniel's young, still has a lot of promise, a lot of play in him, you know. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that's interesting. That's sad. Cam to think Duke about. though on the left wing this game, there weren't a lot of bright spots. I thought Cam was great on the left wing. He was causing yeah. a lot of problems for New England. I think uh, was it Peter who said he wishes cam didn't go down as easily or was he that said he wished cam didn't pass that ball to felipe early on in yes. the game he thought he could have taken the defender got around him and had an open shot on goal that's where it was i must have heard someone else say that cam goes down too easy and which i'll just i'll refute that claim and say the dude is a very small kid and very <laughs> tiny like i don't know if you we're grown men here, Jimmy. Like we're not gonna go down easily, and if we do, we're not getting back up very fast because we're <laughs> we're bigger dudes. Okay, six foot two, three, or whatever. And we have knee but, and leg injuries already. Just yeah, sitting here, we got yeah a little osteoarthritis coming on. But if Cam goes down easily, it's because he got murdered. You know what I mean? He got hit pretty hard for his size. Uh, here's a little positive outlook from from uh, our our boy Mark Anthony. Ah. Says, with the two new potential additions this summer and getting a few guys back, I think we stand a good shot at the playoffs, unless we pick up more injuries. So oh, dude, you had to read that while I was drinking water. I about spit it out. That was, uh, <laughs> you think we stand a good chance? I, I'm finding it really hard to stay positive right now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, God, give me some of that optimism, Mark. Like that, that good vibes feels good because i i'm just like over here in darkness <laughs> you need to know where mark anthony's getting his optimism yeah i'm sure he does not get that all the time <laughs> <laughs> um 
And then he asked, what do you think of PV's double center back's rage sub? And, I mean, I get it. it I mean, it makes a statement, doesn't it? Because any soccer fan who knows soccer and and knows subs knew in that moment, oh, he mad. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you don't do that without – you're sending a message. And that's why, guaranteed, for Nashville, we're going to see Fontas and EC starting at center back. I, at first, I didn't know Volader got taken out. I thought it was just Courtney Ford. And I was like, okay, he's on a yellow. Makes sense. I'm cool with it. But when I saw it was Volader as well, I was like, oh, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter's mad. He That's and not Bruce good. got in the fight. What was that about? What, what were that? they fighting about? I think it was something about the foul. It was after the foul actually that they got called that led to the goal. I think Bruce yeah. was trying to say something. And then he and Peter got up in each other's face. And I don't know exactly what was happening. Bruce was kind of laughing. All I know, though, because I was doing a little lip-reading investigation, uh, Peter pointed to the field at one point and just said, it's bullshit. Oh. So Now, he and Bruce are friends. they got a lot of respect. They're two of the most sure. tenured coaches in the league. But they had a disagreement. What if what if he, Peter just open hand slapped Bruce Arena? <laughs> just boom. Just a bitch slap. No, no fucking punching. Just boom. Smack just him. Will Smith them. Just Will Smith them. Like, get my get my team name <laughs> out your motherfucking <laughs> You know, and it's just I, I want some bad lip reading like the NFL would do uh, mm-hmm. with those lip re- lip reading videos. Like maybe that's our our, uh, our YouTube niche is we just start doing MLS bad lip reading. <laughs> are you any good with that stuff? Because like I don't know how to make videos and stuff. Like I would need someone smarter than that. If and... my life depended on it, I could edit a video. Oh, I would love to lend voice and comic comedic style to some series <laughs> like that it just sounds funny because peter is probably full of gems oh i'm sure you know even if you just did like peter's internal thoughts where you just like finding clips of him when he's like thinking or having his looks on his yeah. face and he, yeah and if we could start with the one where he fell the fuck down <laughs> like that <laughs> you're not gonna beat it just if we could just give him internal thoughts like i'm coaching i'm coaching oh shit (laughs) (laughs) oh it would be hilarious so man i don't know he was mad at penso after the game he's gonna get fined he was just ripping into penso's officiating he he, like you said he was dead set convinced that if they didn't get that foul we would have come out with at least a point if not a win oh yeah he definitely got on his u.s bank app and transferred some money from savings for that shit like here's (laughs) here's what i'll say and then i want to move on to this apple news but here's what I'll say. People, whenever Peter complains about officiating, especially in the midst of a bad season, people are, stop whining, Peter. Stop complaining about the refs. How about you? Whatever. Here's here's all I'll say. Multiple things can be true at the same time. It doesn't have to be black or white, this or that, one or the other. Peter can have valid criticisms about calls or non-calls, especially against Kyrie in this game by Chris Pencil or across league officiating. And that can also not be the reason Sporting KC is in last place in the West mm-hmm. right now. Both of those sure. things can be true. It doesn't have to be, stop complaining about the refs, Peter, because you're in last place. Because if we were winning and Peter started complaining about the refs, people would still tell him to shut up. And this has been a consistent thing he's had over multiple years, so it's not like he's trying to use this as an excuse for right now. It has Peter, how many times have you been fined by the league because he's saying the refs need to be better? It happens. Yeah. So, yeah. I love and, it. I, I love when he when I get to read those quotes and stuff, I'm just like, Oh, this is going to be a, a fun little hit for him. <laughs> right. The the best is when you ask him about the refs, he doesn't take the bait. It's like games like today when they're like, Peter, tell me your thoughts on, on the game. And he's like, well, Penso is shit. Yep. He didn't, he didn't say no that. One even but asked. Like... <laughs> no one asked. Well, no, I think uh, Sperry did ask about his thoughts on the red card, right? He, he said like, how did the red card affect the game or something sure. like that? Sperry but... knew what he was doing. Sperry's <laughs> like, I'm going to get this man to uh, pay some taxes here. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like MLS is getting a $250 million a year from Apple or something. Yeah. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah. That's the, so let's talk about this. Uh, and, and we had kind of knew this was coming. We couldn't say it, but we had, we had our, we got our sources. That's all right. I'm so. starting a burner account so I can leak this shit. <laughs> well, You'll never know ago. who I am. It was about a week ago where we were like, hey, it's probably Apple, and, and here's what's going on. You'll uh, never know, dude. It's going to be Ned Loser on Twitter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, can Doozer. Um, yep. But this is, so, it was a little confusing. going to spell my first. name backwards. Mad. <laughs> Mad Rizuk. <laughs> um, 
But basically what's happening, MLS on ESPN Plus, it's basically going away. There might still be some games on ESPN and FS1, which is kind of weird, but every Well, no, you got to have your national televised games. It makes sense. They're still negotiating them, but even those national televised games are going to be on the Apple TV app. Every single MLS match, every single League's Cup match, every single MLS Next Pro match, every single MLS Next match is going to be on a brand new service, yet to be named, they haven't actually said what it's going to be called, through the Apple TV app, no blackouts, no restrictions, no local, any sort of limits. So you and I, sitting here in Kansas City, can watch Sporting Kansas City over this streaming service live we can watch them on demand we can watch a brand new whip around show that they're starting on saturdays which is going to be like their own red zone type deal this is this i is hope cool. you have your 4k tvs and your dolby atmos sound uh surround sound because apple tv has some of the best dolby vision and dolby atmos content there is it's my favorite streaming service I probably watched ninety nine percent of their original programming. It's ridiculous. I'm embarrassed, but also not really. <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's gonna be great. And I think the match is gonna be high quality, dude. As far as like video quality. So here's what's interesting. It's through the Apple TV app. It's not necessarily part of Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. So it's there's a little bit of nuance difference here. So those of you who might subscribe to Apple TV Plus for whatever it is, five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, I don't even know. Sure. For Ted Lasso, 50 bucks a year, bro. It says a broad selection of MLS and League's Cup matches, including some of the biggest matches, will also be available at no additional cost to Apple TV Plus subscribers with a limited number of matches available for free. So it sounds like this is going to be an add-on package. Now, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert, this MLS streaming service will be included as part of the MLS full season ticket packages. So all y'all who are season ticket members, you're going to get this for free. You literally don't have to pay anything extra to watch Sporting KC. Jimmy's like, can we be friends so I can share your password? (laughs) But it sounds like some will be available to Apple TV Plus subscribers. You don't need to be an Apple TV Plus subscriber to get this new service when it launches. You don't have to have an Apple device. It's available on all sorts of streaming devices, game consoles, smart TVs, etc. They're going to offer a trial as well. They'll surely do a trial. Because when Apple TV Plus launched, I got a free year. Mm -hmm. And then that year came up and they go... We're giving you another six months. Mm-hmm. They just did it before it even expired. You're trying to like, build, okay, that, build that service. Yeah, and then I was like, well, I'm probably going to subscribe to this, and you can do it for fifty bucks for a year at a discounted rate rather than monthly. Well, and so I would bet that if you're already an Apple TV Plus subscriber, maybe it's let's say this is seventy five bucks a year for the streaming service. Maybe Apple TV Plus subscribers get it for forty bucks a year. You probably I, get a deal. Yeah, I'm sure they'll give you some sort of a deal. Um, you don't need to worry about Bally Sports charging 20 bucks a month for whatever their weird streaming service is. Or having having quality games in general on that right. platform. <laughs> now, here's what's interesting. We don't really know yet what this means for people like Jacob Peterson or Nate Bucati because they said that it's going to be matches will be produced in-house by Major League Soccer, which is interesting. And that's probably why Apple's given them $250 million a year compared to the $90 million a year that they get right now from ESPN, Fox, and Univision. But... All they've said in terms of local broadcasts is you can choose for your audio if you want the national broadcast team, which will probably be doing remote from somewhere, or you can switch to the local radio broadcast for the club if you oh, want weird. local broadcasters. So I don't know if that means our Nate and Jacob going to start doing radio or, or what. The, maybe Nate and Jacob will be part of the team that MLS hires to do other matches too. I don't know. So we'll see. Well, time will tell, and we won't really know until next February or so, you know. This starts in 2023. It's a 10-year deal. And what's interesting is if you look at uh, Apple is paying a minimum of $250 million per year starting in 2023. And as as Apple sells more subscriptions for the newly launched MLS subscription offering, MLS brings in more revenue with the more subscriptions. So this is minimum $250 million per year, which is almost three times what they're getting now. But... It could get higher. So basically, it's MLS betting on itself saying we're tying our success in media rights and our revenue in media rights to how good we are as a league. And that's why a 10-year deal makes as much sense as it does because otherwise you're like, dang, you're locking yourself in for a long time. But it, it their revenue grows the more subscriptions are sold. 
this is good, right? And a lot of people think maybe maybe it's a double-edged sword or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, now I got to buy something else. And I, they, it's because they enjoyed that it was free this year. Like this year is a one-off. Like you said, it's a, it's, it's a, an a, yeah, it's an anomaly. We're we're getting it on the Sporting KC app or 38 the spot. It's just it is what it is. Enjoy it now. But I think uh, Apple TV is going to be a great platform with it. I haven't had any. Uh, well, it used to kind of crash on me on my LG TV a couple times mid mid episode. I never liked that. But you have an LG TV. Their apps kind of suck sometimes. I don't have an LG TV. I want an LG oh, TV. Oh, you don't? Okay. Yeah. Fair so, enough. But the one I want is the OLED LG. It's oh, like yes. 2000 bucks. So eh, It's not that bad. <laughs> uh, Wait, was it that bad? Is that what I at one point, Now it's like 1600 bucks, I think. Oh, yeah. You have the TV I want. You're like, I'm I looking know. at a TV, and I'm like, this is the one I want. You're like, great. I just bought it. Well, no, I, like, I asked you your opinion. You. I was not trying to like one up you like, oh, you like this? How, what if I do this? Do you like when I touch it like this? No, I was. <laughs> I asked you your opinion and you were like, well, here's my references and this is a great TV. And I was like, cool. I think I'll do that. Right. Yeah. So, no, I'm happy for you, you. Now you're just looking at it from afar. Can you're like, can you can you take your Zoom screen over to your television? Can I just we, see it? We can watch together. I don't know. I'm going to watch it through the, through the Zoom. Um. Gosh, but, but no, it's in, no local TV broadcasts. Um, they said that clubs will be able to produce pregame shows, halftime shows, and postgame shows. Um, each club will have the ability to to create local content for their shows within each market. Um, this is this is really interesting. There's also going to be original programming available, maybe an MLS version of Hard Knocks. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, so it you know this is um, I think this is a good thing. I'm excited for this. Yeah, and me too. That's not just because I'm an Apple fanboy, um, but you know, MLS is going to produce all of its matches. Something Don Garber said will require quote a significant investment, but will ensure consistency across the league and will allow for more technological innovation. That'd be goal line technology, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. That'd be cool if I, MLS mandated that in all their stadiums now because they're the ones producing the, the 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 games. Well, people that are getting down on this decision, I think I think you owe it to yourself to try it when it comes out. Right. There will no doubt be some sort of trial. Just try it, because so many people are quick to be like, "Ooh, that's gross," and it's like, "Well, have you ever eaten that before?" No. Well, then how do you know? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Buddy, buddy, people talk about vegan cheese sometimes, and it's like, what? What are you living in 2014? Vegan cheese has changed immensely, you dunce. Like, let's let's move forward here and right. and open our eyes and ears to something new, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting. We, there's lots more that will come out. Apple says in their media release that complete details for the new service, including when when fans can sign up, subscription pricing, specific details about the new MLS programming, an improved match schedule. Which, by the way, no more Sunday games. Only Wednesday or Saturday nights now. Supposedly. Um, That's what it says, but I'm not going to believe it <laughs> until it happens. Broadcast teams, production enhancements, and pre- and post-game coverage, as well as all the ways fans will be able to enjoy MLS content across the Apple ecosystem, will be announced in the coming mm-hmm. months. See, Apple's trying to get in the game, dude. They've been doing select Friday night baseball games. Uh-huh. And that's interesting. Now, granted, it's been like big name teams like the Yankees and stuff. And I was like, oh, the Royals, who are they playing? Oh, the Yankees. I like those. um, I I like the way they've been doing the baseball games. And and Mm -hmm. they have a more unique broadcast team. That's not the traditional uh, baseball broadcasting team. They're trying to to bring a different spin. I know Apple also is in the game. They want NFL Sunday ticket. So they're trying. This is a... I know it's MLS, and I'm not trying to say MLS is about to change the landscape in sports media rights, but this is a first-of-its-kind deal. Streaming, no local blackouts. The the more one-to-one comparison is maybe baseball. Apple's already for, foraying into baseball, like you said. Baseball and MLS are very similar, and they're very regionalized sports. It'd be great if MLB could follow MLS's uh, sort of standard that they're setting and do streaming with no local blackouts you can watch the the royals or people in la who haven't been able to watch the dodgers on local tv in years unless they have comcast could watch the dodgers be really Hmm. cool yeah very so i'm excited for it i think everyone else should give it a chance and you know long ways away though still you know we're only halfway through the year here right so i don't know more info to come i'm excited about this but we'll uh we'll see 
So, but I don't know, man. That's about all I got right now. You got anything else for our good listeners? No, I don't think so. Well, cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully we'll be back with better news in terms of, of results on the field next week. But we really, really do appreciate all of you sticking with us through a tough season. Um, we'll see what happens. We really appreciate all of you who come up and say hi when you see us. That's really cool. Uh, can't thank you all enough. So many of you have been so nice to us over the years and helped us grow this thing. And we're going to keep trying to grow it and see what we can do. But It's insane. How do they know me? I don't really understand. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. So uh, can't thank you all enough. Um, if you haven't yet, go, go and leave us that five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at Dan Couser, at JCMac03. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Check out our merch, bit.ly.com slash NoOtherPod. But, uh, but yeah, until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Jimmy wishes he had my TV. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.